0: I am Cindy Vaughn. love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. There are like 10,000 ways to catch up with us. <laughs> uh, there's, You know, I could take the whole hour. To no. do call letters and hashtags. You know, I just don't know how far we're going to go with this social networking. But here's the skinny. You can catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com, at Facebook, Twitter, uh, but. K uh L well hello. Love talk network and net. And in the studio with me are two of the most beautiful, patient, forgiving <laughs> women in the world because A, they came and they were willing to sit across the table from me. Good morning, Good Kathy. Good morning. Yay. Hey, Kathy, mystery guest. Uh, we do have a mystery <laughs> guest for you.
1: Now it's somebody that um some of our listeners are going to know already she's joined us in the studio a couple times before and made her first um, call in, gosh, what was it, about 18 months ago, two years ago or so, um, Sammy Zavala is with us this morning. Sammy, good to have you with us. Thank you. I'm
2: excited to be here.
1: Yay. So much has happened with her since the last time we've had her in. She's now moved into full-time ministry for her church as worship coordinator over both youth and adults. And Uh, Sammy, what are you, about 18, 19? I'm 19. Oh, my goodness. She's a matron now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, she's just grown and grown. Hey, by the way, no small doings at your church. Nope. We Never. Are, no. <laughs> if you don't do something big, you just don't do it at yeah. celebration. How How is everybody out there? And
2: they are doing awesome. We're doing awesome. Um, a lot of things. The ministries are growing. Um, the church. The relationships. Um, you know, people's lives are being changed, which is the main goal for our church, Um, and so it's just amazing to be a part of something like that. Well,
0: just blessings on uh, Pastor Joe, his family, and all the families. You know, I had a... Special connection with them for a while. Mm-hmm. I worked at a dentist's office in order to fund. Yeah, years ago. I had yes. no idea. I, okay, listen, I have I have done a number of odd things. Okay, I have a tooth that I want you to look at. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, didn't so with the dentist. <laughs> yeah, come on over here. I've got just the thing for you. Bring out your power de- tools. De- yeah, you, yeah <laughs> Let me let me get my Dremel. And, uh, you you must be a desperate woman. No, I uh, I've had to do odd things to fund ministry at different times and uh, so one of them was that a dentist knew I was I needed to raise funds to do some international work and so anyway they, they were uh, the Joe champion and his whole family came to that uh, dentist and then I had one of my dearest friends wh- who has gone on to see the Lord was walking out her last days, and they were members of course yeah. out there and we We wanted to be with them day you know each week and in mm-hmm. the church and so uh, loved that and uh, all the wonderful things that um, Celebration Church has Mm -hmm. brought to our our community. Hey, thanks for being here.
2: Well, thanks for having me. In your
0: busy, busy world.
1: Well, you know, this is like kind of a, she's getting early experience here because Sammy was telling me that she is uh, looking at having a major in mass
0: communications. Love it. So. Yeah. Go for it,
2: girlfriend.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, next year, Kathy and I will be out in Hollywood. I say that already as if uh, <laughs> Kathy has made her reservations. We'd love for you to go with us. Oh, my goodness. Um, we'll go out there for that leadership conference with National Day of Prayer out there okay. and walk out that. Hollywood Christian Network Mm -hmm. with Kirk Cameron and all of those guys to see what it is that is really happening Mm -hmm. out there in that industry of communication. So many exciting things.
1: I was just looking on the
0: KLGO website about a new movie that's even coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, his documentary, not not unstoppable, but he has oh. another. He has another new documentary. I was just reading I'm about it on the movie here. guide. Yeah, here we've got our iPads out. If only <laughs> our fingers would work this early in the morning. So, just make an invitation to you and all those who, you know, that's one of the reasons why we come on each Saturday. Is it's easy to talk about the things that are not right. Mm-hmm. It'll really, hey, it takes no brains. And all you have to do is flip on the news channel any night, mm-hmm. and there are the talking heads that are going to tell you everything that's broken and everything that's not mm-hmm. working. Not that a single one of them has a solution to anything, but boy, can they tell you what's not working.
1: Well, now, we have some good news to share. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. Right, go get well, Even in the midst of some bad things that are happening, you know, some challenges, there's always challenges. I can never think of a time back through history where the entire world was at peace. The Lord has always um, used challenges to do mighty, mighty things through his people, through his church. And I love that we're able to every week on Saturday mornings share the good news of Christ, what he has done for us, what he is doing for us, what he promises to do for us, because it really puts the news in light that when all of these things are happening to us, when we have challenging circumstances, sometimes desperate circumstances, there is someone who is always strong and able to come through for us. Okay,
0: are we now? Okay, now you know. I'm carnal, right? (laughs) So, are we thinking the same thing? Did you get an email that Jesus is coming? I, I got that email a while back. Oh. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> but in the meantime, are you talking about the House vote? I am talking okay. about the House vote that was just on Friday. Have, I'm dying to hear Sammy's input on this because here she is. She's announced on air today that she's going to get a degree in mass communication. So let's get her perspective on the House vote. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about
1: putting and Sam is saying,
2: words.
0: did our house vote on something on
1: Friday? Yeah. <laughs> Mom,
2: Dad didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I do want to talk about that because yes. the question is this: Is this a shutdown or a showdown? Is this really, I mean, what's going to happen here? Is this going to shut down the government? Of course, that's the the big buzzword. Or is this a temporary showdown at the House and what's going to happen on the Senate? And is this whole other bill that they're talking about, which, which frankly surprised me, because I had not heard or read anything about a bill that had been in the making that was an alternate mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. And now there's this, you know, all this buzz out there. Uh, I will tell you, um, I, I'm wondering if, I, if I'm if i not going to end up, uh, I, have, I woke up this morning and I was like, well, next week you need to be in Washington, D.C. praying. You need wow. to sit there in the Senate chambers. Mm-hmm and pray. Mhm. And so here's our question. You know, what do you do to make a difference at this point? They're chatting it up. You know,
1: I think that Paul laid it out really well that no matter if you are in Washington DC in Austin, Texas, in Georgetown, Round Rock, Pflugerville, wherever you are, uh, you know, Germany overseas, you pray. I love that, you know, Christ says we don't have to go to a particular place or pray a particular prayer, we can go anywhere we are. We can lift up any concerns to the throne. The father hears them and, and, and he is mighty to answer them. So I think praying uh, for our nation, praying for our leaders, praying over this very specific issue of, um, you know, the future of health care in our country, the future of government in our country, raising up godly leaders, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, uh, turning the ears and the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. You know, those are things that every person within our borders should be praying for.
0: Well, I agree for, with you on that. And there's been a lot and there is always so much to pray about. I oftentimes wonder when that time of being on the porch on the with the rocking chair is going to come my way (laughs) um, you know I used to spend just hours and hours and hours in prayer and this week as we saw the Uh, The tragedy in the naval yard. As we're looking towards this vote, where where Michelle Bachman says she says she didn't think the American people, she thinks American people are going to rise up and they're going to force the hand of the Senate. Now, I'm really that would that have to be that's going to be like a miracle.
1: Well, and Cindy, tell I mean the you know I called my congressman. I know you did. I saw those emails. So. From that standpoint, what influence can Americans have to go and you know call their congressmen to to let them know this is what i 'd like you to do
0: well you can all you can do is i didn 't bring the phone numbers they 're easy to get a hold of um, we 'll see if by the end of the show we can get we can we can roll those out. Mm-hmm. But if you believe in the American form of government, okay, we got mm-hmm. two things going on here. You prepare yourself for the vote mm-hmm. in prayer, then you speak into the American system by calling your representative. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the way the system's supposed to work is that when the constituents raise up and say yay or nay, mm-hmm. then they respond. Accordingly
1: and you know this is really uh, we're at a very unique time because what immediately preceded this in the state of Colorado there were two legislators in particular who had passed some gun laws, and their constituents said, no, that is not we did not want that we did not send you to into our state government to do that we we told you all along we didn't want that and so the 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 residents and their representatives went and got a petition got enough enough um, names on that petition, petition to do a recall election, to do a second election. They had a second election and voted both of those legislators out. So I think the American people are, you know, we have a system that works But the American people were
0: not complacent. Yes,
1: when we are not complacent, that's exactly right.
0: Well, you know, Kathy, you and I have been in this series together as Evelyn's been trotting the globe. She's (laughs) she's back now. She's surfaced, but she's off being a, a a great grandmother today. And we've been talking about what it is to leave a legacy and to build a legacy and to think about legacy in terms of just what you leave behind. Mm hmm we've got to think of legacy more about what it is that we're doing to get ready for christ Mm -hmm. and so today the question is before we take a break and we're going to come back and answer it is are you a prepper we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what it is to be a prepper doomsday or hope-filled this is love talk on the word Morning, I am Cindy Bonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO. The word fourteen ninety a.m. Inspiration and information. Okay, I just gave this lecture to these two beautiful women. About, well, I don't know if I would call it a lecture. Yeah, about you know how to how to do better. And I find this morning that I am tongue-tied. And uh, and the last week Kathy and I were together. I went out. I, I forgot to go out on the last <laughs> segment. So, Kathy, what Kathy's learning here is, okay, I'm walking with some mighty imperfect people here. I don't know about your Saturday morning. Maybe you woke up today and you were perfect and you were prepared for the day. But there are those of us who have to do a little something yeah, to prepare yeah. ourselves. What about you, Kathy?
1: Oh, you know, one of the things that I love about goddess he is the great editor and remember (laughs) now last week when we just completely forgot to go out it was a pre-recorded show do i have (laughs) a frog in my pocket it was me girlfriend
0: (laughs) i totally well but we
1: went to um oh gosh on your face I, i i did not know what we were doing i'm thinking i think it's time that we close the show but um the I think it was Travis, possibly, who was working with us. We said, can we just back up and re-record that close and you can edit through it? And, you know, there's so many times that I was like, oh, Lord, please, please, if there's anything that I say that is going to be hurtful, close their ears to it. But, Father, if you would just be a guard over my mouth and, you know, help me to close my mouth when I need to close it. But when it's open, give me things to speak that, that will penetrate hearts. I would, that will encourage. Others. Oh, that is
0: so good. I'll tell you what. Uh, it, there was a 1970s, 80s uh, sitcom, and uh, one of the characters on it was rerun. Oh, yeah. Well, if I had a nickname, it'd be rewind. <laughs> you know, uh, what is it that is out of the out of the mouth and out of the bottle that you'd like to get back? in the mouth and the bottle. And I wanted us to just, as we're going into this conversation, and I just, I can't thank you enough, Sammy, for taking your Saturday and coming here, because now we represent three women at three very different times in our lives. And therefore, what the subject we're about to talk about, which has been we've been laying the foundation for saying yes to God. What is it to go forward and move forward and say yes to God? What is it when we're building a legacy of life? And we had Lori DeVias come Mm -hmm. in with us, who's, of course, one of the saints of God, who is literally snatching lives out of the grave. Mm -hmm. I mean, so Kathy and I are duly humbled Mm -hmm. uh, by her. She wouldn't want us to be impressed. She'd be disappointed if we were (laughs) impressed with her. And we want to just remind everyone, she's got her uh, extravaganza this week. This uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So
1: exciting. At the Double Tree at 6 Mm p.m., I believe. And uh, guest speaker is going to
0: be... Julie Ziegler Ziegler Newman. And um, also the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into the in-depth conversation is that one of our uh, partners... In this ministry that has been with us for more than 20 years, is taking a, a new uh, has a new endeavor. Uh, Hill Country Landscape is right now uh, has a 50% closeout sale on everything. Their bushes, their trees, wow. everything. Tim Smith over there, and we we'd encourage you to stop by there at on um, Pond Springs Road take advantage of that then talk to them about making plans to come out and landscape your yard which is what they're going to really be focusing mm-hmm. on uh, more so than the nursery aspect but the landscaping and the planned part of your yard and so thank you Tim Smith for being a part of Love Talk all these mm-hmm. years and blessings to you on your on your new endeavor and go by there and thank them for being such a part of the community. Well and one of the- the
1: great things about hill country landscape is that they really understand uh central texas weather they understand how to plant a yard that is going to look great for years to come and their prices are already great i mean if they're having a closeout sale
0: yeah <laughs>
1: are they going to be giving them
0: away yeah oh, but my basically goodness. <laughs> basically yeah okay so here's the deal girls so as we're sitting here there's a lot one of the things i love to do is to do a reality check. If I could have a program called reality check or because basically I think that's what God's doing with me <laughs> all the time is he's like here let's come on Cindy let's have a reality check here. I want us to talk about preparation today because you can't leave something that mm-hmm. you're not preparing for. And so the question is always in Christianity What are you, what are you really preparing for? Are you, are you preparing, are you at the bus stop, you know, tapping your toes, you're preparing to go to heaven, you know, and that's, that's the Christian mantra, you know, it's so in the meantime, we're all marking time down here, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all kind of doing our thing, just do your own thing. But what does it mean to be prepared for life? So I want to ask each one of you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? And do you have a little story to go with it?
1: A little story, okay. Um, so you want what? What does it mean to be prepared for life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. I like this. Well, so I'll I'll tell you. My, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's being equipped for success. Uh, I think it's knowing the equipper. And knowing that he equips us for success. One of the great uh, scriptures words that that he gave me is that he in Hebrews 13, it's um, that Jesus Christ himself equips you in every good thing to do his will. And then in first Corinthians, it says that our competence does not come from ourselves, but from the Lord so that no man can boast. And you know, Eric and I talk about for our girls, parenting them is to equip them for a successful life. And you said, we need a reality check. We need to start there. Whose reality are we talking about? What is success? Is it success in God's eyes or is it success in the world's eyes? So when you do a reality check, whose reality is it? truly, you know, who has the truer reality, That's the Lord's great. reality
0: and I want you to come back I am going to ask the same question to Sammy but I want you to come back because you, you have a little story about faithy that I want <laughs> you to share I, I love this, four, faithy and four inches, what if faith and four inches have to do with preparation for life, Sammy, what, are, what, are, what comes to your mind at the ripe old age of 19 when you talk about preparation for life
2: well, right now I just say because of the the time that I'm in and the season that I'm in, the part of life um, preparing to move out on my own and be in college and um, you know doing what God has called me to do in this you know these seasons of my life, um, and I just think back actually what we were talking about earlier, the first question in this Explore God series that the city of Austin's doing is does life have a purpose? And so even though you know a lot. Of people in my generation are young and they may feel like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, I don't really have a purpose until I turn 20 and then I'm an adult, which is totally. <laughs> when I wake up just, that next yeah. morning, yes. I will know my purpose. It's exactly.
0: like the tooth fairy. You know, you had the little pillow and someone left you, well, I don't know what they leave you anymore. They used to leave mm-hmm. a quarter. And uh, so now you have a purpose pillow. And when you wake up at twenty, yeah. and there's written <laughs> like a little sheet of paper just slipped out says, at a quarter. You are supposed
2: it. to be. And it's like no, and that, whoa, that's not how it works. But it's like you, God will give you your purpose, and He's going to set it up for you. But it's not just one day you wake up. It's it's a time. Um, mm. It's you saying yes to God, like we're going to talk about. It's you saying yes. I'm going to do the purpose that you've called for me. And um, this time that we're in right now, especially for my generation, is so vital um, for us to understand that we do have a purpose, even at this age. And the verse that came to my mind um, was Ezekiel 40, verse 4. And it says, Look with your eyes and hear with your ears and fix your mind on everything I show you, for you are brought here so that I might show them to you. So as we're coming, you know, maybe to a close of this world and, and Jesus is coming back soon, It's I just feel like my generation because I've always felt, and I was talking about this the other day, like, I should have been born in the 70s or the 80s. Oh, or on, I'm like, I should have been born then. And I'm like, why was I born? Like, how random is it that I was born, like, in 1993? Like, that's the most... Ran- I love random. that. How random was that, Sammy? <laughs> it's just so random. And, and where we are in life and, um, you know, in our world and, and the things that are going on and the tragedies that are happening... And it's like we were put here for a reason. We were put here um, so he could show us everything. And I just think of, um, you know, like in a baseball game, it's like you have all these innings. But that last inning, they put in their game changer pitcher because they need to finish off the game. And so the Lord's just really been revealing that to me the past, you know, couple years or so that I, I'm put here to be a game changer, that my generation is put here. To be the game changers of this world, um, and so it's just crazy that He's chosen us to prepare for these last, you know, these last days, or these last years, or these last, you know, however long it is till He decides to come back, which none of us know. It's we were put here to be those mm-hmm. game changers. Ooh, that's awesome! We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk more
0: about what it is to be a game changer, and what does faith in four inches have to do with life? This is love talk on the word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vana. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO the Word 1490 a.m. information with inspiration reminding you that you can catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com and that we're streaming live at klgo.net. If you want to get in contact with Kathy, it's at uh, Let's pray today ministries and Sammy Zavala, who is loved talking with us at Celebration Church, uh, De- Pastor Joe Champion. Um, and you can find all of us on Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> Don't stalk us, but find us. Um, we're in the studio, and you all have brought so much life to this topic because somewhere in there when god begins to speak on a con- about a conversation that we're going to have you you know you're not going to have the full dialogue. Some Everybody has a piece in it, Not and the biggest piece is, is what does God want to say. And each one of us are at a new place in our life. I always think that September is the beginning of the new year. I don't really. January, I, I mean, yes, I know we do the new year according to the calendar. But for me and for so many people, September is we're going to start new activities we're ramping up you know we get to get back into the swing of things and and our routines and so really there's a lot of preparation a lot going on in people's minds during this time of of year and one of the things that was on my heart is what are our expectations about preparing for life as we say yes to god what is our responsibility we have our response which is to say yes But what is our responsibility and is it academics and is it the social activities and is it the success of our relationships? What is, what's God's perspective on preparation? Sammy, you talked about being a game changer. You talked about God's perspective. And Mm. I know as always, (laughs) The Lord's using your children and your life to speak to your heart. Tell us a little bit what you think about realistic expectations and what it is to be prepared and unprepared.
1: Mm. Well, you know, I think when we talk about God's perspective, God always has the bigger perspective. For example, you know, when you go to school, we're not academics alone. That's not the right perspective. Our girls, we tell our girls, we are not sending you to school so that you can learn how to pass a test. We're sending you to school um, so that you learn how to think because critical thinking is critical. You have to learn how to think. And we always tell our girls, you're going to be reading a lot of books this year. But the most important book you're going to read is your Bible. You're going to have things in there that are going to help you understand how to build your own character, how to work with others, and how to be successful in life, walking the ways that the Lord would have you walk and learning his precepts. And having the girls understand that no matter how old they are, there's always someone younger than them that are looking up to them. And I'll have to tell you, Cindy, my um, my youngest is a gymnast, and now you know this. And um,
0: adorable, you've got she all three, three girls. Things. I pray for each one of them differently, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> And so her biggest challenge is the balance beam. Now, when she was little, about four years old, she rocked the balance beam. She was fearless. They actually called her tiny. And the balance beam was, She's tiny. She <laughs> is tiny. She is tiny. But um, so you have a four-inch beam and the four inch beam is four inches in gymnastics whether you are four years old or 14 years old so as she has grown it has gotten more challenging for her the um you know when you go to a competition you always have your go-to apparatus that's the one that you know is going to be easy for you and when she was little it was always the balance beam she never feared it she would do anything the coaches asked but as she grew and her feet grew, the balance beam did not grow. And I think that as you know, it's it's when we're little children grasping a hold of Christ and the truth of his word that he loves us. That um, when we sing a song, Jesus loves me or or when we praise him, the Holy Spirit fills our heart with joy. And the older we get, we get distracted and so many other things um almost attack our senses, fill our eyes, fill our minds, the movies, the magazines, what our friends tell us, thoughts of others. And it's, it's difficult to still grab a hold of Christ with both hands and love him and praise him. And so we've learned this about the balance beam that as she has grown up and her foot has gotten bigger, it has taken more um, focus for her when she is on that balance beam to stay focused on what she is doing. It has taken more work for her to be able to um, to do bigger things. And as she's gotten older, her coach expects her to do things that require more courage and more skill and to, for her to go further out of her comfort zone. And I love it because... When she's learning a new skill, her coach puts these mats all around the balance beam. So if she falls off, she will not hurt. Either the coach's hand is right there to catch her, or when she falls on the Mm. mats, it's light. Because he said the coach knows he's asking her to do bigger things and harder things, things that require more courage. And he puts the mats there so she will not fall.
0: That is amazing, you know you both have just reminded me you know it 's almost like we 're doing a little sports program in here. you know <laughs> uh, the girls have got their have got their game shirts on today. It must be game day. Every day is game day mm. with the Lord, and I love that you talked about being a game changer, and I love that you talked about the coach. That requires more of us, Mm. even as we have greater challenges, requires more focus when the things around us don't necessarily change. We're changing, but what's our focus there? And uh, a hand, Mm -hmm. a hand there. And I want to talk about, because we can stay pretty global in this. And one of the things in preparing for this conversation that I found interesting was um, a a parable out of the Bible that we all know. And it's the parable of the 10 virgins out of um, Matthew 25, one 13, and also first Peter three and five. But let's talk just briefly about um, Matthew twenty-five thirteen with regard to what you all are talking about, because here's a perfect example. 10 folks, 10 gals, five needed a pedicure and a mani and uh, the other ones brought their stuff with them right they brought Mm -hmm. their their lamps were were lit they had extra oil and they were waiting for the bridegroom decided to do the mani-pedi on site Mm -hmm. and then you have the other five who were not prepared so when we're talking about these seasons of preparation, when we're talking about pre- the, the word of God actually addresses this, not just as an admonition, not as a just, OK, sit down here, bring your lamp. Don't go any place. Don't be anybody just because, you know, because you've got a vengeful God here. You know, if if he comes and you're not ready. Oh, mm-hmm. too bad for you. No, there's more. And I want us to unpack that a little bit what it is what does it mean to be unprepared and be prepared i love when you say that
1: we have a vengeful god i think we have an excited groom we have a groom (laughs) that (laughs) he is saying i have waited for my bride i have prepared a place for my bride i you know i cannot wait to get her and when my father finally says now is the time i you know Christ is not going to wait for anything yeah. because he is ready for us. The Holy Spirit has been preparing his bride for the bridegroom and the son is ready to come and get him, get get her, the bride. And um, so I think this preparation is so critical. And Sammy, I loved when you talked about game day because all of the preparation we put in, it's not, if we don't prepare and game day comes... And we're not ready, we lose the game. And, and Christ has said, oh, no, 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 no. I have equipped you for success. Mm-hmm. I have equipped you in every way for success. It is going to require a bit of
0: effort on your part. Well, let's run through a few of these because I I don't want us to leave today in this global conversation. I love the global conversation. Mm-hmm. But we need to break this down because there's a whole lot in here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I said to you, Kathy, it is easy enough in Scripture for people to walk, you know, to walk through this, put their religious hat on Mm -hmm. and say, oh, well, what kind of God do we have here? If I don't sit down here, if I'm, you know, and I don't have my lamp, which I don't exactly know what that is, and I don't have my oil, and where do I get that? Mm -hmm. And I happen to be off-site for a few minutes, then I'm going to miss God. I mean, what does this really mean for life? And I want us to talk a little bit about that because here is, as you look for preparation, preparing your girls Mm -hmm. and as you sammy prepare your life and as i cindy vana which is now i'm in a little different place I, i don't necessarily think about new endeavors but i am preparing I mean, I'm very much preparing. some mm. and, and Kathy knows this. Last month, I thought I was preparing to go to Jesus. Uh, I'd had a little bump in the road. She said I wasn't going, and turned out she was right. <laughs> and uh, but here's the deal: for people that are unprepared, it is this: they don't have principles. They mm. don't have a plumb line. Mm. They don't have a game plan. From which they are functioning. You can profess Christ and you can read the Bible, but if it's a creed and a profession alone, but mm. it isn't a lifestyle, mm. if it doesn't come with the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, then I guarantee at those times when choices, when you're on the field, when you're looking at what to do next, how to focus, what decisions to make. Preparation is not going to be your friend. We're going to take a break, and I want you two to come back and talk about those things in your life where God has prepared you and the areas of our lives where where lack of preparation are still an issue. This is love talk on the word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vana. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO. The word information with inspiration. Reminding you, we're streaming live at KLGO.net. We'll also have the audio portion of this program posted up on LovetalkNetwork.com. Reminding you today that our partner Hill Country Landscape is having a fabulous close out sale 50% off on all of their trees and landscaping products, nursery, we did ask you to go by there at Pond Springs Road and or give them a call and go by there and let them know that uh, how much you appreciate that the many ways that they have stood made their um, business and their life one and the same as they have uh, supported Christian ministries across this city. Gals, uh, Sammy, Kathy, we're uh, coming into the close and, as always said, we have way too much material because, you know, the word of the Lord is infinite. So we could just have a marathon here, but we're kind of wrapping this conversation about preparation around Matthew 25, one and three, especially to break down some of those cultural mindsets that say, Hey, you know, if I, if I get, if I get my academics, if I'm successful in life, if I achieve certain goals in life over here that have to do with an American mindset, I'm set. But that's not God's perspective on the whole. He has a specific set. Our roadmap is a better way to do it. That says if you want to navigate life, you want to know what the game plan is there are some tenets, some principles for preparation. And so I want us to talk a little bit, contrasting what it means to be unprepared with prepared. Kathy, talk to me a little bit about those things that that come to your mind with being both prepared and unprepared.
1: Well, and over the break, I I really want to hear what Sammy has to say because she was sharing some really neat things related right back to this um, passage in Matthew. But, I, you know, I think, it comes down to um, your disposition before the Lord and your resolution in your spiritual life and what um, what's before you and how you're going to respond to that. Do you say, I remember going through uh gosh for from age 11 to 28, I had this big sign that said Christian right across my forehead. And I was happy to tell everyone I was a Christian and I, I professed Christ, but I did not know God. I did not spend time with him in prayer. I did not know his word. I I did not um, experience a closeness to him, a nearness with him. And, um, you know, I, when I, I got caught up in situations and I just fell back on how I'd always acted. So, you know, when I went into a situation, I would just act like everyone else, but I would say I was a Christian, but I was not acting like one, but I had no resolution where I would say, if I, one, I'm going to avoid these situations, but if I were to find myself in this situation, I resolve that this Is the path that I will take that this is the light that I will be in the darkness that um, I will glorify God in every aspect of my life, in every relationship, with every word. And it, you know, it wasn't until I was 28 that I realized. I have to be purposeful in in what I'm doing. You don't just have to know your purpose, bringing glory to God, but you have to be then purposeful in living that out, prepared to live that out, even when uh, it may mean that there are some people, some friends that don't want to be your friend anymore or some opportunities that may not come your way. Because the Lord then will open the doors that he would have open for you. And, Sammy, I, I really want to turn this yeah, over to you. I, yeah, your... I
0: want to hear that, too. And I want to just summarize that quickly. Because it what we're basically talking about here is you can have you can have all the doctrine mm-hmm. in the world. And mm-hmm. you can profess belief. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference in growing in your faith. Mm-hmm. You can profess belief, but then there's growth in your faith. You can have doctrine, but does your disposition match doctrine and all of that by disposition? Those things are not even possible on
2: your own, apart from Christ in you, the living spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with you. And and I think a big thing, um, especially for people, you know, um, like me who are going and and experiencing new things experiencing new all um, the time. New parts of, yeah new parts yeah. of life and things that you guys have already been through you guys have already been through that um, and personally I, I mean just from my life and my testimony um, I think most young people can agree with me that um, they just don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're like, what what exactly am I doing in life? And I I believe that most young people, um, they don't know that they're unprepared. They think, Well, I'm I got a, a scholarship to college. I got a good, you know, GPA in high school. I have a good job. I'm not doing anything wrong. Like I don't, you know, I've never killed a person. I've never you know, they think that they're living a life um, a good life a good life, but um just because that you 're not doing not necessarily doing anything wrong it doesn 't mean that you 're doing anything right either, mm-hmm. um, especially um in a position to change the world, to change your school, to change your family, to change your city um, to glorify god and so I think um, the biggest thing that stuck out in this passage was um you know when when the bridegroom came, it said that um The virgins rose and they trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. And so I think that's what a lot of people do and not just young, but everybody they're saying like, oh my gosh, I'll just speak from a a situation that happened a couple years ago. You know, the whole, um, it's the end of the world. The rapture is happening on this day. (laughs) And I'm not joking around when I say that people were calling me saying, is it going to end? Can you pray for me? Can you do this? And it's like, why don't you just pray (laughs) you, you know, and people say, can you pray for me? Like, I know you have a good relationship with the Lord. I'm like it, you know, yeah, definitely. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray for you, but it's like, you can have your own relationship with the Lord. And so the foolish are going to come to the wise, the ones who are, who are getting that oil to make their lamp, you know, light to do its Mm. purpose. But you can't, Um, something that, that my pastor preached a while ago, but it always stuck with me is you can't piggyback on someone else's relationship with the Lord, no matter how close you are with them, no matter how, um, you know, close my mom is with the Lord. I can't say, well, my mom's a Christian. And so I'm definitely getting into heaven. It just doesn't work that way. And so I think it's easy Um, to be unprepared especially as a young person because in our minds just because of how the world works these days it's because of how our mind works it's like well I know this person so I can get in or I know you know the owner of this football team so I have free tickets it's like because of the way the world is now it's so easy to be unprepared just because you don't know that you are because you think um, it's easy to think that you're able to get in because someone else Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that for a minute because I think one of the things that
0: is important to this conversation that came to my mind when in preparing for today is that each one of us are still preparing.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Each one of us are in a different place of preparation. This is the living walk with the creator God. And I want Kathy to close with that thought, but before we, we do that. I wanted to say this in in response to what you said, no matter where you are, who you are, what stage you are in life, mm-hmm. we're all sort of clueless. Mm-hmm. But the word of God gives us a whole lot of information about how it is that's basically what the new testament it is is how it is that god wants us to live life with him and so here's the goal for the game changing piece of things to get to be a game changer a world changer here's the thing we all share together is that we are all walking and working towards a maturing faith with Mm god we're all going to own our own faith, Mm -hmm. you cannot piggyback on someone else's faith, Mm -hmm. a tradition, Mm -hmm. a heritage. And this is one of the things, America, if you are piggybacking on your forefathers or your or your Mm -hmm. grandfathers or someone else, you've got to be in that place of owning your faith before Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, it's got to be authentic faith. It's Mm -hmm. got to be a faith that is growing in trust with God. But Kathy, as we close, I, we, I know we have stuff written here, but you came in this morning with a verse and it was talking about and it's it's the closer to this conversation about honoring God. And I know you just have a moment, but what does it mean to be a prepper and what is it that God is calling us really to do here?
1: To be a prepper is to prepare your heart before God. When we talk about um, disposition, that is your heart before God. Nobody else may be able to see it, but God sees it. And Cindy, I love that you said, and, and Sammy, that that our relationship stands alone before God. And, you know, all the, the A students, they still need a Savior. All of the students who... Um, didn't make it to college, never have any hopes of college. Uh, You know, they're having problems even graduating high school. The Lord wants to do mighty things in their life, and he's provided a way. He's provided a way for everyone, no matter how how lost and and, and down and, and wrecked your life is or how successful and superior and spot on your life is the lord has a a savior for you to get your heart right before him to get you in a place where every sin is washed away where you are left clean and and pure in his sight and prepare yourself today prepare your heart today go before the lord ask him to forgive your sins repent and turn from those sins turn to god Um, The mighty one, the preparer of life, who is preparing a place for you
0: in heaven. Mm. Good program, ladies. A joy to be with you. Uh, This has been Love Talk on the Word.